Hi, I'm Justin. Also, I hate the way my voice sounds, so if you can like do whatever Photoshop does to voices, make me sound awesome. And this is my lovely friend. The beauty in the eyes of the beholder. And it's just about getting into the seat of being the beholder. Haley. I don't think you have to be particularly perceptive. I just think you have to look up. This podcast is mostly just her telling me stories. If you expose yourself to the possibility that this might be really awkward, there, there could be something just really cool on the other side of it. She thinks that her life and way of looking at things are... Oh, I thought I was kind of waiting on you. I thought you were getting your stuff ready. You're waiting on me? Pretty normal. You got to edit out all the misinformation about the Amish. Maybe you can relate. I would like a chance to re-sing the Amish paradise. <laughs> if you want lighthearted stories... All right, you want to talk about goats? And stream of consciousness... I just woke up and needed some friends, and so I bought them. Then you're gonna like the Sunny Side Up podcast. Sunny Side Up, Sunny Side Up, Sunny Side Up, Sunny Side Up. So, if you're at all like me, you may feel that you're living in a world that can be a bit overwhelming and confusing at times. I'm also a huge fan of podcasts, documentaries, docudramas, stories, and of just information in general. Between all of that, and the social media and news, sometimes our brains can feel like they're on overload. Haley and I hope that this podcast can be something of an anecdote to all of that, like little jello shots of joy and distraction. None of it is too serious or really too informative. Mostly it's just two friends who have conversational chemistry talking about whatever enters the minds of relatively ADHD people. We hope you enjoy. So whenever I was in about the fourth grade, yeah, my mom and dad decided that they were a little jaded from making money the usual ways. Mm. And they just wanted to moved to Florida and sell snow cones. So we left here and moved to the bustling metropolis of Fort White, Florida. Ooh, a little yeah. crossover with me. Okay. Yeah, so that was the f- like a fun discovery for me was coming to Atlanta to discover that you and I both had our roots in this tiny little town that, as I recall, was like one gas station, yeah. a public library. Yes, and an elementary school in the nearby community, like it, and I really, I mean, the and last, a snow cone stand. Well, for one hot, for, for one hot minute, <laughs> right? For one hot minute. Um, sadly, and I, of course, I haven't visited uh, Fort White area or uh, Air Florida now for a couple of years, but that's the way I remember it last. It was still like it was a true like you know one horse town. Yeah, the that's springs amazing. swimming in those springs. There was magical. And probably the only draw that oh, I can the, think of. It's like the only it's, reason I can think of to live there. Yeah. We um, like, we would dig through. My, we went and lived in my great grandmother's house that was there. It was about 150 years old. Wow. Or maybe it was 150 year old years old when she lived in it. It was just very, very, very old, and there was no electricity. Which, wait, in, you lived in a house with no electricity. I mean, did we did we end up with electricity? It didn't have air conditioning. We did eventually have electricity so that we could run the microwave because we mm. lived off of microwavable food for most of that summer. There was no hot water. We did have cold water. Um, wow. So there were that was a fun summer, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Core memories. <laughs> yes. But we were we we dug through 
the artifacts that were left behind. My great-grandmother passed in the 80s, mm. and yet there were still rooms that's, that still had a lot of the family things, like one particular trunk we opened up, and what is this white robe with this no. pointy hood? Yes, no. indeed. That one disappeared pretty quickly, but it was, in fact, in there and oh. brings up fun conversations about, you know, the the nature of like the origins of the Ku Klux Klan from hey. the Greek word for circle Ku Klux. Oh really? Yeah, it was like an organ, uh, a neighborhood watch organization is how it started out, like to protect, uh, yeah. to, to protect the women and the children from bad guys. But no, I mean that's yeah. George Zimmerman would would love that. That's amazing. Um, wasn't he the guy who shot Trayvon in Florida? In Florida, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm thinking. Wow, that's really interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah. You, you never know when you start digging around in the literal or proverbial trunks of like your past. Like, <laughs> yes. what the heck is going to come up? Wow. And the the good folks and the, I don't know. Like, I never heard any other stories about that. I know the the neighborhood was it, it was poor whites and poor blacks yeah. and. They were all North, friends from all accounts that, right. you know, stories but, that we heard. But I will up. say that, like, when I first moved to Florida, which would have been in, like, 89, I think is when I moved, we moved to Florida. Um, I I really do remember at some point within those first couple of years hearing the word Dixie Mafia was still alive and well in, like, North Florida and then South Georgia. Because that's one whole state, as I've, I always say there's, yeah, that line is. I wonder what that recruitment process looks like. <laughs> They got more than four teeth. You're out, Jimmy. I don't know. Um, yeah, but I I I do remember uh, a couple of like really unpleasant um, listening to some people say some really horrible things um, about black folks um, in that area, and and was like they did it with sort of impunity, like it was okay, and um, yeah, and if you spoke up. It, it was just like, who are you? What are you talking about? Like, there were some definitely, when you got into the good old boy area, and there's actually, if I remember right, in Lake City, which is, of course, right next to Fort White, there's, it's all vague memory, but there was, like, one particular bar that's stashed out in the woods. And I remember, like, you bump into, like, black folk, I think still, uh, to, to this day, meaning the last time I was there, won't go to it because there's actually been more than one black guy who was like killed um body never recovered type of deal that like wandered into that place and like went out the back door never to be seen again um so it's definitely i mean i'm sure it's progressing and advancing and it's not nearly like that as much anymore but i could see like if there was already remnants if there were still remnants of that when i got there there had to be it had to be hardcore brutal back in the day when your grandmother sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that would have been my great grandmother's uh, great great grandfather's trunk. I, I'm pretty sure that was his. We also found like um, a gas mask from one of the World Wars. Probably one. Did we, did we have? Did were we using gas mask in one? We did because that's where uh, that was the first time that gas. The Germans released mustard gas on somebody. I can't remember who the French or. Somebody, uh, and that was the first time that it had ever been done. And then that was when 
the Hague or whatever came up with and said, uh, you know, this is a bit of niche niche. <laughs> yes, the rules of war. <laughs> yeah, the rules of war. You're allowed to kill people, but... <laughs> Do it only under these certain ways. Right, right. Which, I mean, if we're allowed to choose, I would probably elect for myself nuclear. Okay, I fair. mean, if... Like instant subatomic yeah. disassembly sounds preferable to. S- yes, I think the problem is that's okay if you're like in the epicenter. Like epicenter. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It I'll gets super melt, wonky. Just yeah. be melted down from the outside or. Worse. And then living and yeah. then just, yeah. Growing extra body parts and. So we're going to scratch nuclear off the list of well, allowable <laughs> war things. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right yeah. below mustard. No mustard gas. No, no mustard nuclear. gas. No nuclear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. We're gonna make this like too. Why don't you guys just go like break dance? Like I think that's what like Putin. A dance off. Like okay, hear me out. For Ukraine, for for Crimea, right. like we're gonna yeah, dance right. off for this territory. Yeah. I'm about this, but I'm also not the one to send. Who are you sending to do your Ooh, dance off? Right. You know, it's gonna have to be. Like, like your top guy. American Idol for the Yeah. Who represents you. Or no who can dance isn't there one called Who Can Dance? Or you think you probably. can dance? Yeah, there's probably a show about dancing. You'd have to send some of those people to da- to a dance off. You wouldn't want to send like I don't know, like an Adam Lambert or something who can just sing really good, but I don't know if he can dance. But it's he war. May- so it's war. So do we send an army of dancers? And like they eliminate each other until like, well, like that, that is the competition. I like that. I, yeah. So it's not just like one one on one sudden death. There's actually like you could turn it then in into a reality show and get people really glued. And then and then like the rest of the world votes. Yeah, people be voting on it and then there's also like this like, hey, whoever wins like decides whether this country goes to Putin or not. That could be it would really up the ante. And it would it would help. With viewership. That's true. Get more people invested in that conflict. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine if, like, you lived in, like, a Ukraine or something, you'd be like, I'm tuning into this show. Because there's a lot riding on the dancers. So. Am I willing to lose my homeland? Over a dance. Yeah, through my inability to do the Charleston. Yeah. I mean, that's really, it's one of the big questions that we all face right now. How well you can dance? Are you willing to lose your country because you can't do the Charleston? Oh, that question. Very specific. (laughs) (laughs) We would totally lose this country over my inability to do the Charleston because I tried it one time. And no, it was probably just performance anxiety. Yeah. um, But it was a very definite no from me. Yeah. Uh, It was a class field trip, which was an interesting decision to take a bunch of kids to try to learn dancing on the spot and then perform it for their peers because that's what that's what preteens really enjoy is for sure. doing new things that they're insecure about in, in front, front of their, of their peers. Friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Classic. <laughs> that's amazing. Hello, lovely friends. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And it would mean the world if you would tell other people about this podcast and maybe even spam your social media accounts with just how much you're enjoying it. If you are, of course. Also, commenting and rating us on whatever platform you're downloading or streaming from is incredibly helpful to a little startup podcast like this one. On the other hand, 
if you are dissatisfied with your listening experience, please leave all of that hate on someone else's podcast, just maybe to confuse them a little bit, right? But most of all, we hope you keep looking up and looking for the sunny side of life.